My name is John Elmore. I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from alcoholism, fear of man. And this past week, I would say, uh, being, my life being marked by stress rather than rest. Anybody relate to that? You feel that at all? Am I the only one? Man, so I want to ask you a question tonight as we begin. Is there something in your life that you have done or that has been done to you that you feel like is so bad or was so bad that it, it's just got a mark on you. It has marked your life and it has become a part of just the trajectory of your life and your identity as a person. Yeah, I, I see head nods, I heard an audible yes. I would imagine with the age that all of us are sitting in this room, there's something that we have done and I remember having thoughts, like a couple of times in particular where it's like, okay, what I just did, like, there's no coming out of this. There's no way, like that's a definitive, fatal mistake that I've just made. I can't undo that. Or things that were done to us. I mean, I, I was sexually abused as a little boy. Between the age of three or five, I don't really know. I just know because of the neighborhood we lived in. That's how I can remember. But, but deep cuts that were into me that I think marked me for a long time. And I ask that question because I know that I'm not the only one, that we've all got those, but I'm telling you tonight, tonight, God has an answer for every mistake. And he is not finished. As you know, we've been going through a series called The Attributes of God, and tonight we're gonna be talking about the sovereignty of God, which truly is like, I don't know that you can say like, this is one of my favorite attributes. Like how could, how could love not be the favorite or, or truthful or righteous or holy, but sovereignty is one of the most incredible things of God. And truly, like I don't have the ability to explain it. I can tell you about it, but how it works is beyond understanding. And yet it is, which makes it all the more just like unfathomable. So here's how I would begin by depicting it a little bit by way of story. So we moved into our house um, that we're currently living in, that we've been there about three years. But when we moved in, it had been on the market for a long time. And we asked the realtor, we're like, what is it? You know, the plumbing? So why, why, why has it been sitting here for so long? She's like, you know what it is actually? It's, uh, it, it's, it's the yard. I was like, you have gotta be kidding me. Like the house is fine, it's the yard? She's like, well, have you, have you been in the back? And what's funny is there was a region leader tonight. I wasn't, she didn't even know I was talking about this. And she's like, did you see his yard before he moved in? It was, I don't know if they're running drugs out of the back of it, but it had just this like overgrown canopy jungle of trees, like horrible, just terribly overgrown. And so when we had the house, we got it under contract. We officially owned it. We hadn't moved in yet. I'm like, all right, well, that's first matter of business. Like, I'm sure the neighbors, everybody hates our house because of how it looks. So I, I just go out there. I've got, a, I've got a pole saw, like a chainsaw on a pole. I've got my bow saw for the tree. And, and I just go to town on all of these trees. One of them was a pine tree. I'm just like covered in pine tar. I cut it out here, but I can't get the root out. Uh, so it's just kind of a mess. But I got some stuff done. And I know I, I, I did the best that I could. But there were many that were out of my reach. And, it, and a lot of the times I'd come back into work and the region team was like, what happened to you? Like, it looked like I got in a knife fight because I'm cutting stuff with this 12-foot pole saw and it's just like falling on me, cutting my arms. They're like, just hire someone. And Laura's like, hey, I'm, I'm juggling the kids while you're out there playing Pioneer Boy in our backyard. Like, 
just hire someone. So finally, after enough wise counsel, I was like, all right, all right. So I'm talking to this guy at Watermark who owns a tree trimming business. And I was like, hey, man, like, I don't know. Do you do small jobs? Like, I know you do, like, major projects, but I, this is just, like, our kind of backyard, front yard gig. And he's like, man, I'll, I'll come take a look. I was like, okay, cool. So he, he comes over to the house, and he's looking at the trees, particularly this one. And he's, he's looking at it, and he's kind of, like, walks away, and then he's like, who's, who's been working on your trees? And I was like, why do you ask? It's like, man, they, they've, been, they've been doing a really bad job. <laughs> I was like, really? Like, why? I'm just like learning at this point and I'm drawing them off size. And he's like, well, that limb shouldn't have been cut. Like, that's, that's actually a main limb. Like, the tree was getting a lot of nutrients for that, which is important for when winter comes. Uh, and, and then this, like, the way that that just splintered, like, now that's going to be open to pests, and, and here, this one, this cut, that's, a, that's way too close to the trunk, and so disease can get in there and can really affect the tree, like could kill it, frankly, if it's not treated. He's like, so, I mean, I don't know what you paid this guy, but I was like, oh man, uh, it, it, was, it was me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, don't quit your day job. Like, you should keep doing what you're doing. And I said to him, and, oh, and he pointed to another one. He's like, what about that one? And I was like, actually, I, I didn't do that. We just, we just moved here. He's like, oh, yeah, I can tell it was cut a long time ago. He's like, that, that should never have been done either. But, you know, it's done. And after all of that, the, the, the disease, the damage, the nutrients, the one that had been cut a long time ago that really had lasting scar upon the tree, I was like, hey, like, shoot me straight. Do we just need to take this thing down to the ground and, like, grind up the roots? Like, what, what, what do we do, you know? Is that what needs to be done? He's like, no, 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 not at all. No, no. This is, this is a Chinese elm. Like, this is an incredible mature tree. No, don't cut it down. Like, this is providing shade. Your kids are going to love that. Like, you could put a tree swing there, which I did eventually. He's like, no, don't cut it down. But from my vantage point, I'm hearing like pest, disease, loss of nutrients, scarring from the last one. I'm like, it's just, it's done, right? But he's like, no, I, I can shape this. I can seal that. I can make another cut here and it's gonna balance it out actually. Like this, this tree is gonna be great. You're, it's gonna be fine. Like, like I, got, I got it. And I think it's exactly what happens in our life is we're in control, like God has given us free will. He is sovereign, ruling over all, all authority. Which begs the question, it's like, well then why is so much bad happening in my life? Like if he's all powerful, all good and all knowing and ever present, like why in the world is all this happening if he's truly sovereign? Because he's given us free will. And in our free will, if you're like, well why doesn't he judge the people that are doing the harm against me? Because then he would have to judge you too. And all of the sin that you've committed. And so he allows us free will and we're making mistakes, just like me out there doing the best I can, but I make a cut and I'm like, I mean, you can't just put a limb back on. Like once it's cut, it's cut. Kind of like decisions in life. Like that guy you dated in high school that you never should have. Or the decision you made that you forced your girlfriend into when you found out she was pregnant or the gambling addiction and all the loss, or the lying to your employer and they finally found out and they fired you, 
or the disconnect from your family that's never been restored because of the harsh words spoken in a moment or the decisions made on a business trip that you said was only gonna be once and now the spouse in separation or whatever it is, you make that cut, you made a decision and you're like, well, it's, it's done. I can't put it back on, like it's done. I made the cut, I own it. And then there's other cuts. There's cuts against you, like that tree. Like the, he asked about one of them, and I was like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't make that one. I know I made some bad cuts, but I didn't do that one. The sexual abuse that I suffered, which is one in three women and one in five with men. Or maybe the just neglect. Maybe growing up with a sense of abandonment in your own home. All the different things that can happen to you, the cuts against you. And maybe at some point, you've even heard the whispers from Satan of just like, you know what, why don't you just cut the whole thing down? Disease, test, cuts that never should have been. Why don't you just end it all? Just cut it down. But in the hands of the master, he's like, no, no, don't cut it all down. You give that tree to me and it'll be a thing of beauty which it will be. This verse that I wanna take you to to show you the sovereignty of God is Ephesians chapter one, verse 11. If you've got a Bible on your phone, look at it. If not, it's gonna be on the screen. Ephesians one, verse 11. In him, the him is Jesus. In Jesus. So just as Jared just said, if you place your faith in Jesus, like that tree left by itself, Apart from my buddy coming and actually taking care of it, treating it, sealing it, making some cuts that help it, it probably, well, I don't know if, I mean, eventually would have died. I mean, he told me, pest, disease, all the other things. Which is us and our sin. With all the sin that we have committed, what we can expect in this life, relational death, spiritual death, all that, but then final death, separation from God in hell forever but it's why God sends Jesus to save us from our sins. He sends the master to us. So in him, Jesus, we have obtained an inheritance. An inheritance is future, right? Like an inheritance is something that way off in the future, you're going to receive. And here he says, there is a spiritual inheritance. There is a future for you in Christ. But you're like, yeah, I mean, a future, but what about my present? Like, this stinks because the cuts I've made, the decisions I've made, and the decisions that have been made against me, like, what about the here and now? Great inheritance with God, but what about now? He's got your now, too. Having been predestined, there's the past, that in eternity past, God was like, they're mine. I choose them. I'm going to rescue them. Those are going to be mine. I've predestined that those will be mine in Christ, having placed your faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. Died on the cross for you and rose again. According to the purpose of him, now God the Father, listen, who works, not you work, God who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And so it doesn't matter what you've done in your life, no matter what's on your inventory, no matter what brought you through these doors for the very first time tonight where you're like, man, I've, I have screwed up my life so far beyond repair. No, you haven't in Christ. No one is beyond the reach of Christ. No life is so far gone that God cannot be like, hey man, you, you let me shape this life and it will be a thing of beauty. 
because it says he, God, the Father, who works all things. All things means all things. It means all of your mistakes, all of your cuts, all of your bad decisions, all of the harms that have been done to you and all the harms that you have done. He works all things. There's nothing outside the realm of all in God's eyes and his sovereignty, and he works them. It's not just like, well, you're forgiven. But not only are you forgiven, he's now going to work everything, every circumstance, according to the counsel of his will. I mean, we're talking about omnipotent God, that every single thing in your life that you've done or that's been done to you, he promises, promises in this inerrant word of God, unfailing word of God. He's like, I'm gonna work it. I'm gonna work it according to my will. Not necessarily my will, but God's will. And you can trust him. You can trust him. He's gonna make better decisions than I am with my life. And so we rest, you can rest in the sovereignty of God because he is the one working all things according to his will. He is sovereign and you can rest in his sovereignty and just have peace that no matter what the cuts, he's gonna shape it. And your life will be a thing of beauty with a future inheritance.